Oh, hello. I didn't see you there, Internet. Welcome to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotsuben and Friends where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. And two friends of ours, Tiago. Yo. And Rose. Hi. If you're a first-time listener, Desi and I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers. We hope that through both of our perspectives, as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series that's near and dear to us. Today, we have all played through 3-2, The Stolen Turnabout, which is the second case of Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations, the final game of the original Ace Attorney trilogy. So we are in the end game for what is considered like the foundational texts of Ace Attorney. Um this one uh I think is a really fun one. Uh we start out for the basic summary here to start to set things up. Uh Phoenix Wright is hanging out in his office and uh Maya and uh Pearls are here and they're like guess what? We have a like museum uh showcase for all of our artifacts from the crane village uh to show off because they're cool ancient artifacts now basically and uh a uh, local mall is going to be displaying them uh for the public uh so they're like hey let's go check out you know this uh display which shows a bunch of cool things from our family history so phoenix is like oh, okay uh it's very funny to me that this is in a mall. Uh, I don't know if this is a more Japanese thing when this game originally came out, but uh, I think it fits very well <laughs> if it's set in, say, 2017 uh, of Japanifornia uh, because uh, all these empty malls now that we have uh, in the U.S. already dead by then, yeah. Yeah, I, that, every, that everybody's trying to find new ways to utilize them. Well, I, but counterpoint, having been to Japanifornia, a real location that you go to at least in the southern part a lot of the malls are like open air like outdoor oh, hell yeah so like the uh them artifacts are gonna get um sun damaged not wet just sun damaged <laughs> true <laughs> me I, when i go outside <laughs> i i forgot that this took place in a mall and that makes like that makes fucking the new oh god what's her fucking name the hot turtleneck lady i forgot her name Adrian Let's Andrews. get into it. Yes, they show up. They show up, and Adrian Andrews is there. She's managing the uh, exhibit, and uh, they get to say hi to her. And she's like, "Oh, hey guys, it's great to see you." You kind of get to catch up with her. She seems to be doing pretty well for herself. All said, it's nice to. I think it's nice to see her again and uh, get a little bit with her and see where she's uh, how she's been improving her life uh, since the. Tragic experiences near she the end of game two. She improved her life by Yo, changing her color palette. She also is like probably going to therapy now. But probably. like, it's probably like a mall therapist, like at the um, same location. <laughs> I'm glad that she uh, didn't end up having to go to doing like super hard time for tampering right. with evidence. Wait, like, yeah, that's a good fucking point. And, like everyone was just like, "Listen, Miss, uh, just in community service, and you're out of here." Yeah, uh, that's like, not canon. You... I'm just making that up. If you do murder, you get the guillotine. If you don't do murder, you get a slap on the wrist and community yeah. service. Right. I, that seems like how is how it is in this world, which is fucked up. <laughs> bizarre. Uh, so yeah, the star of the show, quote unquote, 
is the uh, Karain Sacred Urn, uh, which still says I am uh, from case two of game two. Really existentialist. It was, it was broken, and Pearl fixed it up, so it's all kind of cracked uh, and glued together and very goofy looking. Instead of saying Ami Fei, it just says I am. Uh, and uh, Adrian also mentions polishing it <laughs> to try to make it look as valuable as possible, even though, uh, according to the uh, folks who assessed it, its value is practically zero. Uh, so all that uh, happens. Uh, they you get this little you know early uh, day setup, uh, and then the next day uh, you get a little time skip. Uh, Maya arrives at the office and tells Wright uh, that holy shit, the sacred urn's been stolen, uh, and it has been stolen by the infamous thief Mask Star Damask, uh, who leaves his calling card uh, very Lupin the Third esque, and uh, comes in and steals whatever he's promised that he was going to steal the day before and uh makes away with it which uh included this urn so uh you get to meet uh, the usual cast of characters you meet dick gumshoe he's here again investigating this and he's all fired up because he's been trying to catch mask to mask uh <laughs> this whole time and beat the other ace detective who has uh popped up in this case luke at me uh, <laughs> <laughs> possibly the most obvious pun so far right it's Whoa. it's in your face also yeah. gumshoe aren't you a homicide detective what are you doing this is exactly like, <laughs> i mean honestly considering all the fucking times that like he's been fired maybe like i assume there is a possibility i'm there is a one police de- there's only one department in this entire town and gumshoe just investigates everything <laughs> It comes up uh, later in this case uh, that uh, they, like everybody talks about how yeah Gumshoe you're specifically a homicide detective uh, and he and the reason it comes up is because well surprise friends a homicide does happen later in this case oh uh, so uh, basically the first uh, half of this case is uh, Phoenix and Maya going back and forth between Luke at me. And their new client, who claims he is Mask to Mask. The sweet little, uh, literally cinnamon roll of a man, Ron Delight. Uh, who is, uh, pr- probably couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. He's got uh, Princess Leia hair. Yes, he's got Princess Leia style hair with the cinnamon buns. And uh, he claims, he swears. That he is actually mask to mask, and he stole because uh, he left him urn. drinks. <laughs> I I forgot his name, dead ass, because I played this like a week ago, and I've just been so busy this week. I thought his name was Darcy. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like he just looks like a Darcy to me. Like wait, like Mister Darcy, like Mister Fucking Pride and Prejudice Darcy. I don't know what Pride and Prejudice Darcy looks like, but I look at him and I uh, see hmm, Darcy. He, that's the secret. Is he looks like whatever you want. Uh, perfect. So he looks like that. He looks like... Yeah. Good choice. He looks like a like Coke Zero option of a Bachelor. <laughs> um, I, uh, the I thing is, him. is that he's very sweet. Like, even though he, he he's clearly not actually mask to mask is the thing and that's that's your setup with phoenix is that he's like this guy 
really doesn't seem like he's masked to mask. And Rondelite's wife shows up, Desiree Delight, and she says, yeah, my husband just has delusions of grandeur. He thinks he's, he's just the biggest fanboy in the world for Mask to Mask, and he is not actually him. Uh, and you need to defend him in court, because he, otherwise he is going to just straight up confess to this. Uh, and it, he's going to go to prison, and I don't want that to happen. So yeah, the, um, the first day is like you guys defending, like the fucking lawyer, Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright is who you play as in this game. <laughs> um, you, God, I'm losing a lot of memory. So the first day is you defending Ron Delight from the accusation of Grand Larceny. And honestly, <laughs> dead ass, maybe you should have just gotten him arrested for Grand Larceny. <laughs> but he that, didn't well, do it. He yeah. didn't do he, it. He didn't do this one. I listen. I this is in the contender for my favorite case in all of the Ace Attorney that I've played so far, which is, you know, that's, that's you guys have high. been there. You've all seen it. Two and a half games. <laughs> I the fact the fact that that we start this case off and there's no homicide yet really got me. Right, and there's a thing that happens later where I absolutely lost my shit with excitement, <laughs> um, and I think we'll we'll cover it. But um, everyone yeah. I, by now knows that I love stupid legal shit, so <laughs> you could probably predict if you know this case what I was so excited about. <laughs> right. Well, let's let's do the last little bit of table setting before we get into the de- rest of the details for day one, which is. Uh, after you've done your investigation, Luke, uh, at me says, uh, you know, you're, you're screwed in court today. And you're like, well, why is that? And he says, well, there's somebody who's an absolute devil, you know, in the courtroom. He's so good. You don't even know what you'd be able to do against him. He's, he's incredible. He's amazing. You've never heard of him before. He's considered by Miles Edgeworth to be the best prosecutor in the country. And his name is Godot. Wait, it's Godot, not Godot? The T is silent, yes. The I thought it was si- Go- Tiago. I'm reaching my hand across <laughs> the table to you. I thought it was Godot this entire time. I thought I was it was guess. Godot this entire time. Like, I, I was like, like waiting for Godot. Oh, Who's Godot? Okay, alright. The, the play, right? The play. What play? There's a play called Waiting for Godot. Well, this it's is going a famous right over- play. All right, I'm not I tra- thought it was Godot until I started dating Ben. <laughs> Me and Des. I'm very, also- I'm very sorry for yeah. Ems to do this to you live on the air. <laughs> I, well, all right. You didn't this- do this to me live on the air. We started this like 11 years ago. <laughs> no, uh, this is part of the experience of this podcast as me and Tiago finding out how to pronounce the character's name. Godot? Like, why not Godot? Like a like a Pokemon. Godot. I say a Godot. Yeah, Godot. I, I I can't quite bring myself to say Godot all the time, uh, which I believe is the proper way. I I always end up saying Godot. Um, but that's how it would sound. Japanese. But yes. wait, do you think it's like is he French? Is he like Godot? Like it sounds like a gâteau, like a cake. Uh, I don't know. If you want me to find this out now, I can guess I can Google to see whether Godot <laughs> no, is a, no, is a French origin name. But live I live on the I, podcast. You do not need to find out the origins of this man's name. I, I just waiting, thought he made the for character Godot is not is... French. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> waiting for Godot is 
Uh, it is French. It is a French, French surname. Yeah. He's French coded. Yeah. He's French now. I'm saying it. I'm ca- <laughs> He's French coded. Okay. We got to let Ben finish. Okay. So anyway, he shows up and this dude uh, walks into the courtroom with a like Cyclops mask, you know, from the X-Men, like across his face with like, three little guy. red three. visor lines. It's so uh, cool. He's wearing a nice ve- fancy vest and tie. Uh, and he drinks 17 cups of coffee or less per trial. And he describes each blend. A, I don't think that's a notable character trait. I think that's perfectly normal. <laughs> uh, and uh, I have uh, from Takumi's blog posts, translated again by the wonderful Gyakuten Saiben li- Library, uh, a little note on uh, the creation of Godo and his uh, character design. Takumi writes, There are no really cool men in Ace Attorney. Oh, hell yeah. What? I re- He's absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm I realized this thought when I first started thinking about the scenario for 3-2. Well then, let us have an intensely unmovable, an intensely manly, an intensely cool prosecutor appear this time. The key word here was hard-boiled. I went for the image of the ultimate hard-boiled character within my mind. There was no need for comedic elements. My aim was to create a character who was so incredibly cool that he'd make you laugh. I uh, So he goes into a little bit more detail about, you know, what he was thinking. Uh, originally, Godot was indeed supposed to be drinking whiskey, uh, but a producer kindly patted uh, Takumi on the shoulder and said, I, I don't know if we should have him drinking whiskey in this game. Sometimes kids play these games. Uh, and so it was switched <laughs> to coffee instead. I like the idea that sometimes kids play these games. Like, I think the kid... coffee's very realistic. I, I'm just imagining a kid like turning a corner and there's like a DS on the floor and <laughs> Attorney 3 is open and kid goes, wow, whiskey. <laughs> oh, this is I mm. Like kids don't know what whiskey is. I, I before sorry to say, anybody who didn't, but I did. I fucking love Goto. I think he's so cool. He's so fucking like the thing he about it, like though, a yakuza character. Exactly. He takes himself so seriously that it flips all the way around to fucking ridiculousness, and it's beautiful. And he's, and he's got these little one-liners that he says all the time. These little, uh, like cool. Uh, witty like thoughts that he that he you know is like uh, what was like... the one I wrote down here yeah no matter the man we all wear masks either on our faces or over our hearts that's so like, cool okay <laughs> okay Instagram that's motivational that's, little, that's, that's gay and yeah. I love it <laughs> uh, again to quote uh, Takumi's blog here you need suave dialogue in a hard hard boiled story. So, I made a whole notebook with suave dialogue lines, and after I had filled it with plenty of cool lines that I had come up with my daily life, I started writing the script. And the end result? I have the idea that I'm slightly off-center of my original goal, but he's become quite a good character. He's a favorite of mine this time. Also, I didn't manage to use all the cool lines that I came up with in my notebook, so... I use them in my own daily life now, so I don't waste them. Oh, hell yeah, bro. That's cute. That's oh. amazing. I, I love uh, that for him. I think Godot's my favorite prosecutor. 
I'll I've loved it. every prosecutor so far. I have a. They're so extra, is the thing, because they have problem. to be your <laughs> your really compelling like person to be up against. You got to kind of love them and hate them at the same time. I, I have exactly. to. They have to have this outsized personality. I've just seen more from this man because, like, right now, like, I look at him and I go, "That's <laughs> Yakuza Cyclops. I fucking hate Cyclops." But he's drinking coffee and that's very relatable think about it this way it's Yakuza Jordy LaForge okay alright I'll accept that actually I take that I'm gonna take that information yeah we solved my issue which is that I hate Cyclops X-Men we all hate Cyclops X-Men nobody likes him not Um, even Cyclops but we like this guy love this guy uh, so yeah, so we, uh, the rest of the first day then is, uh, mainly involved in the court case in which you, uh, go up against Godo and get to, uh, interview both, or uh, not, not interview, but, uh, do testimony and cross-examination with Ron Delight and then also with, uh, Luke Atme, the ace detective. And, uh, on, you know, your way through this court case, you do your best to prove that it was actually Luke, you know, who was setting this whole thing up and is actually mask to mask. And, uh, you know, at the end of the first day, of all things that happens, you get a not guilty verdict for Rhonda Light. And you're like, oh, wow. Great. <laughs> Case is over. First day. Luke Bullshit. has a very uh, good breakdown. Yeah, I yes, he has a very breakdown. goofy, I like loved it. wide-eyed, you know, mm-hmm. freak out. That's so uh, fun. I think it's because he's supposed to be like English coded, right? And this game originally takes place in Japanese, so maybe that's what like a British person looks like in their universe when they open their eyes real big. It's just like a cartoon. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. big circle. And they have a giant Pinocchio nose and a monocle. Because <laughs> he's a liar. Yeah, he's a fucking liar. <laughs> Listen, he's been one of my favorite antagonists so far. <laughs> I do love him. Uh, he is really good. Takumi, he's such, he's such a different flavor, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, Takumi goes in, into a little bit of detail about, like, his, like, original concept for this case, which was that he was inspired by uh, the famous, uh, like, mystery writer in Japan, uh, Edogawa Rampo. Uh, he wrote a book that was one of his first the one of the first books that Takumi read in elementary school called The Psychological Test, uh, which basically these are like detective stories and mysteries for kids kind of thing. Um, Ranpo is famous for uh, the Boys Detective Club, I believe it's called, um, which is, you know, what do you, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a group of boy detectives. The Hardy Boys. <laughs> uh, uh, and he also has a, a you know, a famous uh, older detective as well, uh, Kogoro Akechi, I believe. I oh, who? Sl- oh, who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rose, relax. Chill, chill, I chill. Gotta, I gotta, okay, I'm gonna go lie down. <laughs> chill, chill, uh-huh. chill. <laughs> uh, very inspired by uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, very. Uh, he also, I believe, uh, translated uh, some of Arthur Conan Doyle's uh, works into Japanese. So, um, yeah. Uh, basically, Takumi was like, I love these like moments of like a character slipping up you know, and that using that is like the one moment to go like, ah, ah, ah you said something that you shouldn't have known about, <laughs> uh, which I guess was common in these stories. And of course, just also they're just mysteries as well. And so he was like, this was kind of me trying to pay tribute to those novels that I liked so much as a kid. Uh, 
So I thought that was uh, kind of a fun little anecdote as well. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, day one, which is almost, it's not quite isolated, but it's almost its own thing in this case. Uh, what did y'all think? Um, I guess we'll start uh, around the table here with Desi. Uh, coming back to this one as we played it through it on stream here, did anything change? Did your memory get refreshed in a way where you're like, oh shit, I forgot about this? I didn't really like this particular case. I didn't. This is kind of where I stopped. I had a burnout of Ace Attorney. So I did. I did know a couple things about this case going into it. And one of them was that Godot was, was the main uh, protagonist in it. And it it was refreshing to remember like it's kind of nostalgic to see the character again but at the same time i have like a totally different vibe for him than i did originally like originally i was kind of like eh, but this now that i'm playing it again and i'm ad an adult <laughs> and have good taste i was like oh i really really like Godo. he's actually like a good uh like other side of the coin for phoenix so it kind just, of pulls some of the same bullshit Phoenix does. Exactly. That, and you did say that, and I thought about it um, when you said that he he's just a good... He, he's like Phoenix, but the prosecutor, but like a different... Like a couple steps in a different direction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He just got here, and he's also saying a bunch of bullshit. Yes. And yeah, exactly. like doing espresso shots. Small note, I love how Luke hypes him up so much and says, like, he's so incredible. And with Edgeworth being out of the country right now, that automatically makes Godot the best prosecutor in the country. Uh, and then <laughs> and then you get there to the court case, and Godot's like, this is my first court case ever. <laughs> further, further evidence that there are only, like, five lawyers total in the entire state of California. I mean, fucking... He's not lying when he says he never lost a case. That's true. However... <laughs> A fucking like the only other fucking prosecutor in town is Payne, and he's next door. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah, we will get to that. Then Payne is working on another case right now. Oh yeah, so like we're only discussing the first half. Yes. Um, I love, uh, I love Goto so much. I don't care much for um Ron Delight. That's my problem. Is that like? Hey Tiago, what's up? Uh, I'm gonna need you to meet me outside my house in five minutes. Wait, really? Okay. Yeah. Rose will make up in, in as far as the liking Ronda Light category, you know. I, I like, she'll make up the difference. My thing I will. Of, listen, I know why you like Ronda Light, alright? Because he's a soft, weak man. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to it than that! I will elaborate further. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Um, no, those I, all check out. The secret is, is that I liked his hot wife instead. Tiago, have you yeah, considered yeah. both? Very funny also that uh, Ron's hot wife, her nickname is Desi. I I wasn't going to say that. I did. I thought to myself right before this recording, I said, am I going to, should someone make a joke about this? <laughs> it makes I sense. mean, Ben or Des can do that, but not us. So it worked out. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, I guess Ron Delight's fine. Like, I think my issue with him is that like, it's another syndrome of, like, for some reason, Phoenix gets these clients who are trying their fucking hardest to get arrested. And I'm like, <laughs> come the fuck on, bro. Not again. 
It wouldn't be an Ace Attorney just, uh, game if it was any other way. Just yeah. look at him, though. I, <laughs> I, mean, I think Ronda Light. Life. I, I, yeah, I think Ronda Light doesn't work on his own necessarily. Yes. Like, and he, he needs has the to hot come part. He, he needs, needs the, the hot, hot wife, wife because th- then you you get into this. You know, obviously we're doing a trope here where it's like the cool you know, hot biker lady, right? She loves motorcycles. She's always like, I love to like race my motorcycle and speed, you know, go over the speed limit and that sort of thing uh, and race the cops, you know? And uh, he's like, oh no, please don't go too fast. Oh, I'm I'm just a little thief, man. <laughs> you know? Uh, she so you loves get that. a soft boy. Yeah, I love and, a and... soft boy and also a cool motorcycle woman. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're they're just fulfilling that trope, but I think they it you know is executed pretty well. You it know? works. It you, works. It, it it works. You you get uh you know uh the unique spin on it here is the fact that yeah Ron is swears up and down that he is the thief, uh and you know we can get into it with day two, but yes there is there is something to what he's claiming there. And Desiree hates criminals. Right. She's like, I hate criminals. <laughs> I, I hate them so much. Oh. I hate cowardly men. Um, yeah. here's, here's my woo soft boy husband. <laughs> soft as boy. He's um, so soft. I think that if Rondelite had a Tumblr, it would be Steven Universe fan vids. No, that, oh no he would only post about how much he loved his wife. That's no fair. pics. I- he Text has interests. Only. That that's fair, hundred percent. It would be no pictures, but like, uh, he, you know, those Ambien posts, those Reddit Ambien posts, where yes! the one guy's like, "Where's my wife? I love my wife so much. I wish she would come home. She went to the store. I can't wait for my wife to come home." That's Ron. That's Ron, right yeah. there. That's where he's like, "Yeah, I picked you up a Snickers," and he's like, "Oh my god, that's so wonderful. Thank you." Um, I like. Yeah, I now that you say it, like he does work in any scene where his wife is there, it's immediately better. But like I like I think my issue is that like I'm just having this problem where I'm like every fucking client I have, for some goddamn reason, they find it so fucking necessary to throw themselves into the slammer, and I'm like, bro, come the fuck on. See, you find that annoying, and I find that like funny and endearing. Cause like the scene where <laughs> Goto is straight up like. All right, everyone, tell, all right, Ron, tell everyone how you're masked mask. I believe in you. And Ron's like, really? Yeah, it's me. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Are you, oh, my we... God, that was so funny. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, it's hilarious, yes, but it's like, I'm just imagining if I was his attorney, I'd be like, I fucking give up. Your Honor, get me off this fucking case. <laughs> never I, give up. We always have to show a smiling face to our clients. Oh, we have know? to believe in our clients. We have to smile. We have to have spiky hair, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know the other lawyer tenants. Um... I do have spiky hair today. I woke, up, I woke up and my bedhead was abysmal. It's spiky? Dude, you're going under phoenixification. You're going to become... Phoenix, right? I, I can't. Phoenixification hit me like a fucking freight train. I can't do that. I can't do that right now. Uh, here's the thing, Tiago. Don't worry. Uh, we'll probably have to defend Maya like four more times before this podcast series is done. Uh, and every single yeah. time, you know, at least Maya's on. Uh, you're not going to be like throwing herself under the bus to get herself convicted. 
my my sibling in Christ, I'm ready to defend Maya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I we got a lot uh, from Rose still about Ron, but as far as the like rest of this courtroom segment here for day one, how were your feelings on it? Um, I liked it. I actually think that. This is the first case we ever had where there wasn't like a like a murder, technically. Um, so like, it was interesting to investigate something that wasn't like just blood. It was like, who broke into this room? How is this camera different? Why is this gold statue move? Who hit this sword? And I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting as like a change of pace. Uh, it was interesting to see because like I imagine that game two and game three were made in separate uh like timelines right like i don't even know if they have the same character artist but when i saw the sprite of like panicked uh adrian andrews who shows up i remember thinking to myself like this looks kind of like different from her original sprite i guess it's because it's more expressive but like she does get some new animations uh and obviously her outfit changed but i believe the rest of it is mostly the same there yeah i just remember thinking to myself like wow it's it's weird that like there's a Ace Attorney universe, and there are reoccurring characters who get accused of murder a lot. I guess <laughs> I'm like at any fucking second in game three, I'm ready to see a lot of heart. Um, right. I see. I, I like this one. I think that Luke at me is a really great like villain because. Also, side note: this is the first time I heard someone say the literal words Ace Attorney. Right. When, like, Phoenix is like, who are you? I was like, I'm Luke Atme, Ace Detective. And he goes, I guess I'm Phoenix, right? Ace Attorney. And I remember doing the, like, looking at the screen Leonardo DiCaprio meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Maya going, I'm an Ace Spirit Channeler. And I'm like, get the, it's, come on. This is my, <laughs> this is his line. Let him have it. It, it. it is the first time that the words Ace Attorney are, li- are said in any dialogue at all in the games. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty chill. I, like, I enjoyed this case a lot. I gotta say, I did like this case. It's just that, like, I'm I'm kind of struggling to remember it. I guess that's a problem. I'm just like that's all right. It happened. I know. You, <laughs> I know it's been a busy week. Yeah. Uh, Rose. Then, uh, anything you wanted to chime in on day one here before we start to summarize day two? Ah, uh, yeah. Day two is where I got real excited, but um, I I really enjoyed this case. As I said, um, obviously, I I love. Ron and Desi, I think I they're you. both. I you are great, also. Um, but uh, you're not fictional, so I have to talk about the fictional Desi. Um, oh man, yeah, they were great. Uh, I Ron had some very cute animations. One where he like tilts his head to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I think Des and I talked about that on stream it's a little the, bit. It's the cutest one. It's so Out of cute. anyone. It's really good. Um, they're just cute. They're life goals. They're perfect. Um, Luke is a great villain. I, as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh boy, here we go. And he turned out to be wonderful, actually. Um, he was very fun to, uh, to put him in the slammer <laughs> um and to yeah actually, like to is... actually get him out of the position he tried to put himself in yeah we we have to there's so many shenanigans which i think is what i liked about this case too mm-hmm. 
where I was like, oh, this is like a funny premise. These characters are silly. They're cute. They make me laugh. Um, let's get into some funny legal shit now. It's like going from the last like couple of games where it was hard to play because the characters were just kind of too depressing or and it it's always been heavy the past couple cases and now all of a sudden you're in this game and it's just it ugh, it's so good there's no yeah, it's a very light case you're you're right maybe that's part of why i enjoyed it so much like mm-hmm. it felt like very refreshing but still like oh come on i got to freaking save this little cute little cinnamon roll boy Mm-hmm. From from himself, um, <laughs> trying to protect him, his wife from something that she doesn't actually need to be protected from. She's a cool motorcycle rider. Um, That's just how much he loves her. He just loves her so much. She's just so, and he's right. He's right. She is so wonderful. <laughs> um, and she thinks he's brave, which is the the cutest little thing. Um, anyways. I could talk about that for a while, but I think we're done. I had a couple frustrations with, like, a few pieces of evidence. Like, in the first half, there's this one part where you have to, like, oh, prove that this Damask costume is wrong. And I got hung up because what you have to do is, like, present the brooch. Because, like, oh, he's not wearing the brooch, but... But when you talk to Ron in person, he's also not wearing the brooch. So I thought that was a trick question. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I can't, I'm too stupid. I can't figure this out. What could it possibly be? But it actually it was the brooch the whole time. I, I overthought it super hard. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Um, so I was a little mad about that. But the first half I found to be pretty straightforward. And I thought it was very cute and fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, then uh, we'll jump into a uh, summary for day two. Uh, after, uh, you know, proving that Ron is not mask to mask and that it was indeed, uh, you know, Luke who did all this and, and stole the urn uh, to set up day two. One thing I should mention that I forgot to mention about day one is that at the very end, before you go into court, Phoenix reaches into Luke's bag uh, in his office and feel something round and smooth in his bag. But Ron, or, but Luke returns, sorry, Luke, Luke at me returns before uh, Phoenix can uh, pull out whatever is round and smooth inside his bag. Uh, so there's that brief moment where Phoenix thinks, oh, the urn is here in Luke's bag. Uh, and that is kind of what gives him the impetus to uh, accuse Luke directly during the courtroom segment. Uh, so you get out. Uh, everybody's congratulated, but then, uh, we realize that somebody has indeed been murdered. Fuck. Kane Bullard. Kane Bullard, the CEO of KB Security, who is Ron's former boss, and also, coincidentally, somebody shows up, Larry Butts, also his current boss, Larry, uh, was found murdered in his office. And... Through that last day of courtroom cases, you had just uh, proven that Ron was not stealing the urn. He was, in fact, at his ex, oh, his old boss's uh, office exactly when the murder took place. So you have just proven that your client 
was present for when a murder happened. And so now you have to go back, defend him again in court, and now go, hang on a second. Now I got to prove that he didn't murder this guy after I just proved that he was here in the office <laughs> of the CEO. Uh, so you start investigating again. Um, there are a couple segments with going through Larry Butts at the KB security office. You investigate the CEO's uh, office at the top of the building as well. Uh, there is a brief hint uh, as Larry Butts when you're talking to him that uh, Old Bag works with him, but Wendy! it's just on vacation. So you don't you don't see her. But I wish he's I like, wish we saw her. But <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, she works here too. Uh Larry also is uh just incorrigible this whole time. Um he's he's just hitting on every woman he sees to the point where it actually got a little annoying for me. I was like, oh my god, Larry, chillax, please. Larry, I'm please, begging you. Please don't I, hit on it's my just, 18 Turn it down daughter. by at least fifty percent here. Larry um is terminally straight, and there's no care. I do appreciate that <laughs> Maya was just like, like, okay, Larry, and then what happened? I'm so interested. Like, right. obviously, she did there's, love no, Bridget. there's no voice acting, but I could read the sarcasm. Because, uh, like, I've absolutely done that before. <laughs> yeah. Like, like some, some guys being annoying, you're just like, Listen, I just need one piece of information from you about, like, the project. Like, can you... I'm so interested in this project. Please tell me more. <laughs> and so, yeah, Larry gives us some details to investigate a little bit further. We also go back to Adrian because, listen, uh, there's... We got to figure out what happened with that urn. <laughs> uh, and we discover that she dropped it and broke it and put it back together again. <laughs> and got it covered in... Pink splotches of paint. paint. In, yeah, we got covered very, in pink splotches of paint. <laughs> in a very frustrating sequence because you could not gather evidence about it before. Yeah. You have to it, wait until the game allows you to gather the evidence that you obviously recognized earlier. Right, yeah. You, there, you can see this on day one, and you can probably piece it together pretty quickly on day one, too, but you can literally not... Yeah. Up the evidence you can look at it and they have a specific point of game of day two and they have dialogue specifically about it and then they just go oh well and it doesn't get added to my evidence wagon yeah it's because yeah. I, I just realized that we haven't mentioned another very important character to this case pearl uh pearl yep. day one was like you shouldn't trust rondelay he's a criminal and smacks phoenix right and she runs all the way back home to the office and then you're like oh it's okay pearl trust me i'm a lawyer and Paul goes, okay, I guess I will. <laughs> and then she goes, I'm going to go take the urn back and get it tested. And then she sprints all the way back because she's a fucking Shonen Jump protagonist. Mm -hmm. And then she comes back and then she's like, oh, by the way, it's real. Yeah, these pink swatches, I don't know what the fuck they are. It could have been anything. And now you're like, ooh, now that I know the urn's real, I can confront Adrian Andrews about it. And I'm like, fucking Christ, I could have confronted Adrian Andrews about this, like, literally a day ago I guess. yeah but you but you have to wait until pearl literally prompts you to do it yeah uh i assume that it's because they want to keep that they want to they really wanted to keep that to the last second to try to keep the stages of the case organized and not let you do things too far out of order and confuse yourself i assume that that's probably the game developer thought process behind it um but it does unfortunately get a little frustrating because if you're 
if you're focusing on it and you're like, well, I'm right here. I'm here in the basement of the mall right now. I want to, I, I mean, I can see the pink paint. Let me figure this out. Oh, uh, the, the mall game basement just had, had a sweet soundtrack. So did the mall. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty There's some fun tracks in this, I'm in this getting, segment. Too. I'm finally, now that we're in the second case, I'm starting to get the music vibe and I'm liking it. Yeah. This one, uh, I believe, uh, game three is Noriyuki Wadare, uh, who did this one, uh, who did, uh, who does quite a few other games then, uh, in the future for Ace Attorney. Shout uh, out to you, my guy. Yeah, he does, he does a pretty good job, uh, but, um, yeah, and so, essentially the rest of this case and this courtroom segment, as you put all this, you know, mishmash of evidence together is that you are essentially trying to prove now what you uh, prove the opposite of what you proved yesterday, roughly. And you have to make it all line up. So you have to prove, okay, yes, Luke at me did steal the urn, like I said, as mask to mask. But then also uh, Ron, when he went up to the office, he didn't kill, you know, the CEO. And then, uh, Luke was there instead and was the one who killed the CEO and made it look like uh, Ron did it. And you have to do this through uh, a slightly convoluted bit with uh, the security camera footage. You have to point out that the security camera footage, there's a photograph, it only has the time on it. The time lines up perfectly, but there's no date on it. Yeah. So you've got to use that to say that Luke set up this picture the day before. Uh, and did the you know everything in advance, and that is how these uh these bo- two crimes that seem to have happened simultaneously actually happened a day apart. Yes, and uh, Luke is admitting to becoming to being masked to mask in order to use it as an alibi from this murder, and pin right. it all on Ron Delight. And and we get the uh setup uh, that uh Ron was getting instructions uh this whole time on how to do these crimes. Uh, he was getting all the instructions in the mail. He was not actually doing it himself. Uh, and so these first couple uh, ones were him. It was just not this one that was him. Yeah. It's, I have to, I do like this one. Like there's like a layer of complexity that like, I don't think a lot of the other cases have. I, I was so delighted by this because I just, everything worked out. It was definitely. The best... Go ahead. Oh, all I was going to say was I think like the best part really is this final climax, though, because uh, you get a one-two punch basically. Um, a, uh, you get the bit where uh, you get Luke to testify one more time. Godo agrees to it mysteriously. What happens is uh, Mia. Uh, is channeled by Maya, and she's like, you know, we should get Luke to testify one more time. I'll, I'll go out on a limb here for you. We'll get you this one more testimony. And for some reason, when Mia requests it, Godo goes, okay, we'll let you testify one more time, Luke. Um, And so Luke testifies, and he, uh, when they ask him about what happened that evening, he mentions that Ron had been wearing his mask-to-mask costume at the time of the murder, something that he should not have known because he was in the other courtroom across the hall 
being tried for being masked to mask. And so Ron had testified this while he was out of the room, so he should not have been able to hear this. Thus, you can prove that he was there because he knew this fact and he let it slip in the courtroom. So you get that moment where you get to catch somebody in the very uh, classic like murder mystery uh, trope of they let slip something that they knew that they should not have known if they were innocent. Um, so that's fun to catch them in that. You, you get a moment where the game does the whole uh, Mo the Clown bit, but correctly, where yeah. they say you can literally only press one statement. You can, and they all, everybody goes over and says, hey, this is your last chance, Phoenix. You can only press one statement. You can't present evidence. You can only press a statement. So they lay the rules out nice and clear for you in advance, and you choose the one statement where Atme says that he knew this when he shouldn't have, and you get to yank it out of him in a real fun uh, scene. And then the last bit is that you get to do uh, the uh, whole uh, Columbo, uh, the Columbo bit, uh, portrait, uh, what is it? I was literally thinking the same thing, portrait of the uh, the asshole. Yeah, the, oh man, I'm trying to remember, painting, the painting episode of uh, Murder, a Self-Portrait, I believe? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We uh, saw no, the episode. No, actually, that's, that's a more recent one. Wait, isn't it, isn't it like uh, Portrait of a Murder? I think it is uh, Portrait of a Murder. Um, anyway, uh, the the Columbo uh, painting episode is one of the early Columbo episodes in which uh, Columbo uh, touches a painting when, uh, like, he reaches into a guy's bag, the murderer's bag, and touches a painting when he's in the murderer's apartment. Hasn't convicted the murderer yet. Later, they do a fingerprint test on the painting, and the, and the guy's like, well, obviously my prints would be on, you know, these paintings. I, I handle paintings for a living, including, you know, these stolen paintings. And Columbus says, oh, we're not looking for your prints, sir. We're looking for mine. And he's like, well, you would have put your fingerprints on them right now when you're doing it. And Columbo holds up his hands and he's got gloves on. And he goes, <laughs> sorry, sir. And the murderer freaks out. Uh, it's so because good. It's a great moment. One of my and they do, they do essentially that here, where because Phoenix touched the urn when it was in uh, Luke's office, but he did not get to see it, but he just got to touch it. You then get to bring that up in this courtroom case when they're like, oh, we're going to look, you know, let's dust it for prints and see whose prints are on it. And Luke says, well, first of all, I wear gloves all the time. But, you know, the fact, you know, no, no, anybody's prints on it would not be a surprise because it's, you know, urn has been passed around by so many people now at this point. And Phoenix goes, well, actually, we're not looking for your prints. We're looking for my prints. <laughs> uh, and that is also part of the takedown here for Luke. And I think that's a... The, getting to have both of those really fun, like just classic mystery, uh, detective mystery moments, yeah, uh, are just mm, they're sublime. Also, and, and I, they're really fun here. I don't think there were actually any other prints on it before because Adrian Andrews spent so much time polishing the urn that that's right. That is the, that there is, is no too. other prints on it. So the only prints on it could have been Phoenix's rights. Phoenix's right. rights. That's right. <laughs> Phoenix rights. Yeah. Yep. Phoenix knows his rights. He fucking he probably doesn't, dead ass. <laughs> I, if he touches it with his right hand <laughs> then uh checks out. Yeah. And his right hand touched it. Um yeah, no, Maybe. this is this was a pretty good case. I like the look I like so like 
the reason that um Luke at me tried to fucking get convicted as Master Mass is because of double jeopardy. Right. We also have this double jeopardy moment. All right, I have Oh, oh. Alright, okay. Rose, I I now open the floor to my friend Rose. Alright, yep. so this is one of the one of the reasons that I'm madly in love with this case is that it actually uses double jeopardy, something we've never talked about before. Um, ever, and probably never will again. Uh so for those of you who don't know, double jeopardy is you cannot be tried again for a case where you have been found innocent. So, if you are tried for murder and you are found guilty, or found innocent, sorry, um, you cannot be tried again for that murder. And this is a good rule. Every now and then, it backfires a little bit and it sucks. But this is a very good and important rule, and we should have it in our legal system. Otherwise, you can just keep trying somebody over and over and over again with different juries until they're found guilty and that's bad mm-hmm. um now i don't quite understand how it was supposed to apply to luke because think... luke was not being tried for murder it gets a little goofy i think i'm gonna read directly from the Ace Attorney wiki yeah, I, on Double Jeopardy. I do want to exact... check on that. No, it's used correctly later in the case. It's yeah. it's used but correctly it is... on Ron Delight, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> right. So the exact wording, again, I'm quoting from the Ace Attorney wiki. They say here, the Double Jeopardy law was the central aspect of Luke Atme's plan to kill Kane Bullard. By claiming to have stolen the Korean sacred urn on the day of Bullard's murder, he could be convicted for grand larceny and avoid conviction for the more serious crime of murder when Ron Delight was declared innocent of stealing valuable objects under the guise of mask to mask. He was legally protected from prosecution for the same crime when it turned out that he was, in fact, mask to mask. Uh, so that's their summary of it. I think that's fairly accurate but it doesn't quite yeah luke does not check out for luke yeah but it doesn't work for luke unfortunately like his plan his plan doesn't quite line up there bad i mean he's an ace detective he's not an ace attorney um (laughs) it's so awful and i have to say before i forget because i might forget because i played this case when i was sleep deprived as hell um my other favorite thing other than the existence of ron delight was the fact that both of these two characters come in and they're like both I'm mask to mask and mm-hmm. I wanted there to be a way where they were both mask to mask and I <laughs> and th- I got that I got what I right. wanted and I was so happy and then then we did double jeopardy and I was so pleased <laughs> so pleased you got it wrong once but that's Luke's fault. He did a bad job. Yeah, that's just his fault. <laughs> but Ron, Ron got it right, and that's why I yep. love him. I just... And so he he got away as a result, essentially, despite him actually being masked to mask for a bit. Now, probably we could try him for the other one. Well, technically, like, technically could, the but... case was to prove <laughs> whether or not he was masked to mask, and we determined uh... that he was not. And You're because... right. <laughs> Technically, so that means uh, hearsay, a buy say, Ron gets to go home to a hot wife. 
You're right. I just the legal <laughs> system's so stupid in Japanifornia. The legal system is literally like sticks and gum like put oh, together. Um, also, I feel like we've skimmed over the most fucked up thing to happen in Ace Attorney so far, which is we, we go to another courtroom and we see a different <laughs> judge. Oh yeah. And I have not yet recovered. I, that, yeah, we see a oh different judge with a bl- with blonde hair and beard, and he is Canadian. What? Because he says, what's all this about, eh? Wait, what? Uh, and, and he is canonically established as the regular judge's brother. But somehow he's Canadian, and it's so fucking <laughs> so, funny to it's me. So I weird! <laughs> every judge is going to laugh, and... <laughs> And the only reason this is the case is because when the localizers were localizing this game originally, they just said, oh, this is just a different judge. Uh, We'll make him Canadian just to give him something a little bit different about him. Right. Uh, And then later games revealed that these judges are brothers. I... Uh, and so now they had to reconcile the decision that they made early so on. Tiago, Tiago's saying they're grown in a lab and they're <laughs> brothers. So what I have to say is everyone should watch uh, Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that... Uh, I'll like, show myself out. The other alternative... I love all my friends, Echo and Judge and Phoenix Wright. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Is it the British judge? No. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm doing an Omega. Uh, uh, if a, you've ever seen Bad Batch. That's oh! A joke for, for oh my god. You said Omega, Wars. and my brain went to possibly the worst end possible. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, what were we saying next? <laughs> if we're talking about horrible things in this case, actually, we should also mention that the fact that Bullard, the CEO, A, we never get explicitly confirmed how he was murdered. That's true. Uh, the game, he was the game choked. Just, the game glosses over that. He was choked around his neck. With, uh, with his tie. The picture does show him laying on the ground with his with his tie kind of askew. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure the game does never confirm, and it's never, like, part of the case either. Yeah, uh, cause and of then, death never really comes up, as I recall. And then he's shoved in a safe and left there overnight. By Ron. Ron. <laughs> I mean, Which Ron like, does this because he's like, I guess I should clean up the body. He's so stupid. I mean, he's like, what if I I got I might get in trouble if they think it's me, so I should move this body away. But him doing that proved that he was innocent because it did help out that. Yeah, because yes, one of the cases is the fact that like the alarm apparently went off one time during the night, and if if Ron was hearing it, I don't think Ron would be shoving a body in a safe, would you? Um, and that's uh, Phoenix's line. I think that like yeah. Ron, so like, who gives a shit? Adrian Andrews fucked up a cold corpse, and now she's a mall lady. So yeah. <laughs> that means after this, He's doing fine. <laughs> Ron will be a mall security guard. When you fuck up yeah, in we... court, you get to work at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she can just hire him on, and uh, he can. As a security like... guard. Yeah, he can Paul Blart mall cop his way around. It'll be great. Probably doesn't uh, another... pay very well though. So bad news. <laughs> Nothing pays well except for being a prosecutor. That's why Miles Edgeworth is rich. That's true. Uh, weird little tidbit uh, from the Japanese version of the game. Uh, this episode starts on September 11th, 
uh, in the English version of the game. They changed that to October for obvious reasons. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Just, they're just like, oh, we'll just change that I, date there. I would also change uh, that. Yeah, uh, it doesn't... It's not, it's not a big deal, so... Uh, the other thing is that if you uh, present uh, Desiree's uh, profile when you are asked for who the true culprit of Bullard's murder, you get a whole unique conversation explaining why she isn't the murderer. I don't know if anybody did this. <laughs> no, I did not do I, that. She gives, huh? she gives like a whole thing where she talks about how she was stopped for speeding on her motorcycle right at 1 a.m., and it gives her a whole solid al- alibi. Oh, yeah, and, that's uh, right. I remember that and, from and, earlier. So um, every other person that you would present that's a wrong answer would just give you a generic response. But hers get, gets a whole, like, elaborate wow. uh, you know, line. And then uh, last little uh, callback that I uh, made a note of here is that uh, Damon Gant's safe in case 1-5 uh, is a KB security product. Wow. Oh, very nice. <laughs> nice I like touch. that. I so yeah. Here's something that I forgot about to mention that could only be mentioned during day two is the fact that like dead ass, I was probably not going to accuse Luke at me for murder. I know that he's heavily involved in this case, but like the fact is is that when you when your Phoenix thinks about that night and Ron is like, Oh yeah, there's a shadowy figure who hit me on the head and it's just literally Luke at me sil- silhouette, I was it like is- it's literally him. It's literally him. And I'm like, well, I guess I know who the culprit is. I guess that's the thing about this case that, like, kind of, I kind of didn't like is the fact that, like, I felt like I had to accuse Luke at me because it was like, who the fuck else could it have? That silhouette, it's right the fuck there. Right. It's a, it, not to bring up Columbo again, but this is a very Columbo-esque case in that you kind of know who it is the whole time. It's more just about proving it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, and I, I, just, I do love Columbo. You got to do the legwork and, and figure out, you know, because essentially you're proving A the first day, and then you got to pr- prove the exact inverse of that day two, roughly, you know, yeah. speaking. I just don't know that I would have accused Luke at me at the second day if it was not for the shadow that he presented. I think I would have accused, like, I, I would have accused literally anyone else. Like, I... Larry. Larry. No, Larry couldn't have done it because he was too busy getting slapped upside the face. Larry's it... too stupid. I would have blamed Wendy Oldberg. I she's God, some... I miss her. <laughs> I like that's the thing though, is that like I felt like at the very end, this case decided to hold my hand in a situation where I felt like if you changed the script a little bit, you wouldn't need to. Like I like it I I did not like the fact that the silhouette was shown to me. I would have preferred it if I was able to, like, think about Luke at me being the victim on my own. And I that's literally the only complaint I have about this case. Everything else is fucking golden. You mean uh, the 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 murderer? Yeah, the murderer. I would I would have not Wait, what did I say? You said victim. I would not have assumed that Luke at me was the murderer if it was not for the fact that his silhouette was shown. So, right. like, I kind of wish that I was able to reach that conclusion on my own. But that doesn't detract from my enjoyment of this case. Because so much of my enjoyment from this case... Like, legit, I, like... I, I know I joke about, like, how annoying most of my clients are. But Ron Delight is hilarious when he said, fucking... Yeah, I, I went there dressed as Master Mass and the entire fucking court lost it, including Goto, who was like, how the fuck did I know that? <laughs> um... 
I love Goto's sprite where he spits out the coffee. There's just like one bit of the game where he like says nothing, sniffs his coffee, gulps it really slowly, like puts the coffee down, and then spits it out, and that's so right. fucking funny. To <laughs> me. Actually, yeah, it does a really long spit take. I I do have one it's complaint great. about this otherwise perfect man. His like gulp sound effect. Like it sucks. Really, I don't like it. I like, think it's too dramatic for you. I it, don't wish it was. Yeah, I wish it wasn't there. Okay, thank you, Tiago. I no, just—it's I... <laughs> fine. I just want it to be either like a lot quieter or a lot more cartoony. Like I don't want <laughs> any realism. Would you have liked it if it was <laughs> literally like gulp? Yeah, no? that would fine. That would be fine. That would be fine. I don't want to hear that noise. Like, like a real, yeah, that's my issue is that, like, a real gulp is, like, someone put their fucking throat to the mic and Yeah, I don't, gulp. and I didn't think that would bother me, but now that I have ha- heard it, it now bothers me. No, I and knew. I'm upset I, about it. I knew playing this case two weeks ago that I thought to myself, wow, Rose is gonna hate that. And then I can't, on. I can't. I, I'm not even surprised you know me that well. <laughs> well, because, like, you hate mouth sounds and, like, mukbangs and shit. So, like... I I hate any, like, people eating noise or, like, whatever. So I don't know sense. what it is. Well, speaking of eating... Uh-oh. Next case is called Recipe for a Turnabout. <gasps> is oh, it gonna my be God. A, is it going to be a cannibal? No. Oh, no, I don't know. Tiago. confirm it's not going to be a cannibal. This, no, is... this will be a restaurant slash cafe themed. Oh, okay. Uh, Rose prediction. We okay, yeah. Gordon, prediction time. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Going to no. get murdered, which is no less than he deserves. Sorry, Mr. Ramsay, but it, it's true. And we're going to have to um, do nothing about it. Oh, sweet. Because. <laughs> like he's rich as hell, so whatever. I, I think any predictions from you, Tiago? Oh, he's yeah. got little kids. I take that back. I feel bad now. <laughs> All right. So here's who I think is gonna get murdered. Is um, I remember in the early 2000s there was like a celebrity chef who'd a le- chef chef who would chef. be like, bam, kick it up a notch. You know what I mean? Like they parodied him in Futurama. I can't remember this like the original name of that chef, but I feel like he's gonna mm-hmm. get murdered. Like a, like a character of that real life celebrity chef is going to get murdered in this case if not him i guess i I guess i guess i can't take the cannibal i guess this game would be a little too much if there was a cannibal i'm trying to think of other celebrity chefs and i'm coming up with like rachel ray no um (laughs) the the wolfgang puck at boston logan airport what the fuck the don't worry about it yo real Um, i used to have a crush on rachel ray that that's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm actually I've got no comment on that. You're valid. On updated autopsy report. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's it. Those are all the celebrity okay. chefs I could think of. His name oh, is. I em- mean, your your boy Guy Fieri, but like you know. His name is Emeril Live and Essence of Emeril, and his like several oh. catchphrases include oh, yeah. "kick it up a notch" and "bam." Like well, right. I, yes. Emeril, I don't yeah. remember that. So that's definitely the guy that's going to get murdered in this case. I mean, he was popular right. around the early 2000s, so that like makes perfect sense. Yeah. There, there's and... going to be some other stuff happening in this one that we'll have to talk about uh, 
unfortunately. Uh -oh. <laughs> so we'll, 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 get, uh -oh. we'll get there when we get there. Don't worry. Uh-oh. Is there going to be some uh, health inspection violations in this kitchen? Is there going to be someone putting pepper all over someone's scarf and then st sticking their head into a lion's mouth? Uh, uh, no. I wish it was ben as benign as I, that. I've I'm already got throw, stuff I'm gonna researched my, and written uh, down. My money on the table for uh, blatant early 2000s homophobia. Damn it! Ding 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 ding! Uh -huh. Shit! I should have bet that. Damn it! I, I too was gay in the early 2000s. Uh, so we'll, I just we'll, didn't we'll, know like it I yet. Said, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, and I honestly, like I said, I haven't played this case in a long time, so we'll have to see how it aged at all Bad. Uh, but i there's literally an entire blog post written by the localizers on how they were did their best to handle this so we can we can get into that at the uh, next episode then when we get there uh, um I, there's also so, there's still some fun stuff in this too uh, but this is the case that was transplanted from game 2 into game 3 that's that's oh, this case oh so like it is relevant to um oh, what's that lady's name natasha von karma <laughs> Francisca. Tiago, Francisca. Hop, hop on the train and get over here, and we're gonna fist fight my parking lot. <laughs> Why don't you fucking get on the train? I don't have any desire. All right, okay. It so was... if you get on the train and I get on the train, we can probably meet be downtown crossing right, in about halfway. forty-five minutes. <laughs> meet in front of the Taco Bell. Oh, Bostonian. Uh, I live at the end of the Orange Line. Wait, don't dox yourself. <laughs> what are you doing? What? Which end? there's two that's true flip that's a true. coin uh, uh, i will say and tiago um, lives somewhere on the red so what are you doing <laughs> you can't you know people are gonna start triangulating shit uh this case it's okay i was lying is yeah this case um it was like the original outline like the rough outline was complete but not word for word scripting you know what i mean so things were still tweaked once they brought it over to game three. The the full script still needed to be right, uh, written for this. But um, so uh, I uh, need to double check here real quick and tell you. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, don't uh, don't worry too much about uh, about uh, Francisca is what I'll say yet okay uh i don't because it's i don't not, know it's not, if that's good or bad what i'm saying is they didn't just take a francisca case and move it here okay uh, I miss her. They, 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 but but we'll we'll get we'll get something eventually here um anyway i don't want to spoil any anything yes yeah, uh, uh so we'll 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 there, there's some weird stuff happening in this case uh so i'm really excited to talk about it and see what your thoughts are uh that will do it for us this week folks wait there's uh, one more thing there's one more thing there's one more thing this what is, is what's that this is um this is the table bet update if last episode me and rose put a dollar it's the to... second case exactly but it still is an update i should okay. say okay, you're updating Fine. all right i'm all right. what's your fucking name darcia dorothea dahlia dahlia, dahlia. has not what shown happened? up this case that is now, this is case two, and she's not here. There are three cases left. She's she's gonna be later. Later? It, what I'm saying is that there's three cases left. It's an update. I'm not saying it's over. I'm just letting people know the All status. Right. You were threatening. Yep. That felt menacing to me. I, you're menacing me. No Dahlia yet, folks. Hold your bids. Hold, I'm holding my bids. They put a lot. She had 
three different animation styles. I have a dollar. <laughs> I also have oh, a dollar. Oh. Yep. We'll, we'll, Funnily we'll enough. <laughs> ne- ne- next, uh, next episode, we'll, we'll give you an update again and see if uh, Dahlia shows up. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Ace Attorney Pod to stay up to date on our latest episodes, as well as the streams and YouTube uploads of Desi and I playing through the games. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Yotzeben. Uh Desi, where can people find you? At Yes, This Is Des. Uh, Tiago? Uh, people can find me at Tiago Estutra. I am now a software engineer. If you need a website, hit me up. Yeah. Uh, and Rose. Uh, you can find my personal account at Rose Nonsense, and you can find my art account at Trom Art. Please buy my art. I am still poor. <laughs> uh, yeah, support our friends. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you write a uh, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, uh, I will uh, read it on the air. As long as you don't say anything terribly offensive in it. You can say a swear, but no slurs. Yeah, I'm just putting that out there. If you write us a nice five-star review, uh, especially if it's funny, uh, I'll read it on air. Uh, (laughs) Next episode, we'll be heading into the third case of Trials and Tribulations, which is case 3-3, titled Recipe for Turnabout. Yeah. We'll see you then in two weeks, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.